Good morning. It's January 18th. It is a cloudy morning in New York City with a chance of snow showers to be followed by a greater chance of snow showers overnight. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. On the front of the New York Times, the lead story on the right hand is Johnson digs in against a deal on immigration as House Speaker Mike Johnson briefly reclaims the role of protagonist by rejoining his natural position in the controlling right-wing faction of the House to block aid to Ukraine unless Democrats sell out even harder on the question of a border crackdown than they have already offered to sell out. It's a helpful reminder to Democrats, not that they'll take the hint, that there are no concessions they can possibly make about the border that will keep Republicans from using it as a campaign issue. Nevertheless, the people who believe in making deals are going to keep on trying to make a deal. Next to that is the coverage of yesterday's oral arguments at the Supreme Court, in which the court's Republican majority signaled to various degrees its eagerness to throw out the precedent of Chevron versus NRDC and destroy the entire basis of the executive branch's regulatory powers, as specifically requested by their plutocrat funders. If they deliver, the ability to craft regulatory policy will be removed from those government bureaucrats with actual expertise on the subject matter and turned over to the random cranks of the federal judiciary. What sets this one apart from the rest of the judicial power grab is that Chevron deference is one subject on which Clarence Thomas originally did not agree with his businessman benefactors, but after they bought him enough RV tires and luxury vacations, the justice who otherwise never changes his mind suddenly discovered his previous holdings on the subject had been incorrect. On the left side of the front page, there's a story about China's failure to increase its birth rate, illustrated for some reason with a big four-column photo of people playing on the frozen surface of the Liangma River in Beijing. It's nice to see our old neighborhood in Beijing get featured so prominently, not just on page one, but with a nice inside photo as well. Maybe the idea is that some of the people on the ice are children, standing in for their share of the demographic profile of 1.4 billion people. It seems like a bit of a conceptual stretch, though. Still, who doesn't love a winter recreation photo or two on a snowy day? Inside the paper, on page A11, there's a congressional memo story, on a subject that seems like it should have gotten more attention before this. House Republicans edge closer to losing their majority, the headline says, as the story describes how between people quitting, people getting sick, and George Santos getting expelled, the already narrow Republican majority in the House has dwindled down to basically the bare minimum. This week, the story says, with lawmakers absent for medical reasons and the recent not-so-voluntary departures of the ousted former Speaker Kevin McCarthy and the expelled Mr. Santos, The best GOP attendance that Speaker Mike Johnson can muster as he tries to avoid a government shutdown is the bare minimum 218 votes. That is before factoring in the impact of rough winter weather across the nation. The story continues. Another Republican, Representative Bill Johnson of Ohio, is resigning as of Sunday to take a job as a university president, lowering the number to 217. If Representative Harold Rogers of Kentucky, the 86-year-old dean of the House, is unable to quickly return from recuperating from a car accident. Representative Steve Scalise of Louisiana, the number two Republican, is out until at least next month while undergoing cancer treatment. Illness and weather, it turns out, play such a role because the Republicans, acting on the principle that every single pandemic accommodation is a bad thing, eliminated proxy voting so that their sick and absent members are unable to participate. A second congressional memo story, stacked below that one, specifically describes how Representative Anna Paulina Luna of Florida wants to reverse herself on the issue now that she's had a baby in the grand tradition of refusing to help other people out until you yourself discover that you need help. But back to the main event, it seems like the fact that control of Congress currently hangs on individual illnesses and snowstorms 
might have been a story more worthy of beat-by-beat daily tracking than the question of who stays and who leaves among the presidents of elite American universities. By the end of the story, Steny Hoyer is threatening to elect a Democratic speaker if Republicans turn out to be chronically unable to summon a majority to the chamber. Not only is this objectively much more important than the question of whether the president of MIT decides to quit, it's also much more dynamic and a whole lot funnier. And in other news about no-shows, page A14 reports that CNN and ABC have canceled Republican presidential primary debates because Ron DeSantis was the only candidate willing to show up. That's wrapped in a story about how the faltering Ron DeSantis campaign has supposedly created an opportunity for Nikki Haley in New Hampshire. The story describes DeSantis having suffered a bruising defeat in Iowa and is now basically skipping New Hampshire. You have to travel 13 paragraphs deeper into the story to be reminded that in that bruising Iowa defeat, he still finished ahead of Haley. But this is the week for pretending that Nikki Haley has a chance, so that's what everyone's going to do. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we will talk again tomorrow. Microphone. Hello, this is your pal Joe McLeod, the producer of the Indignity Morning Podcast. Wow! This was the 200th episode of the Indignity Morning Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for reading Indignity and listening to the Indignity Morning Podcast and supporting us with your hard-earned cash. Thank you! Also, this is important. Please check out flaminghydra.com right now. Do it! Flaminghydra.com. F-L-A-M-I-N-G-H-Y-D-R-A.com. Thank you!